Hello and welcome to Terrifying Robot Dog. I'm Jonathan Stark. And I'm Kelly Shaver. We're here to talk about how technology is changing the way we interact with the world. This week, cars. Please stay tuned. Terrifying Robot Dog is next. We haven't talked about cars in a while. No, we haven't. We used to talk about them a lot. Yep. Yeah, the self-driving thing was was making lots of headlines for a while there. It seemed like it kind of rolled back a little. It doesn't seem to be getting talked about as much. Mm -hmm. But what I have been noticing, and we alluded to this last week at the end of the show, is that electric cars, not necessarily autonomous, but electric cars are seem to be really on an upswing. Uh, there have been a bunch of news items about, uh, I think it was Chevy discontinued their hybrid, be, not, yes. beca- you know, not because they think electric is a bad way to go, but because they want to go full electric across the fleet. And uh, we were just talking about, uh, what's the name of that company? Indesa? Indesa, yeah. In Spain, sort of proactively installing 100,000 uh, charging stations between now and I think 2023. At, yes, uh, and they're going to start with like eight thousand or so public ones, mm-hmm. and the rest are going to be the rest. I think they have earmarked for private residences. So I guess they're like hoping that electric vehicle sales will take off in Spain once charging becomes more readily available. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's a huge infrastructure bet, and mm-hmm. it it does it, but it feels as me as an outsider, it feels inevitable. It's a question of when. And you've got the chicken and egg problem of like, well, there's no gas stations, so where are we going to fill up our cars? Like, but with right. the electric version of that. So, all right. So, we, uh, before we sort of waffle around in that area, there were a couple of numbers I mentioned at the the end of last week's episode uh, from a presentation that Benedict Evans from Andreessen Horowitz gives every year, or at least this was what he's calling his annual presentation, and he's super smart thinks about this stuff all the time from a venture capital standpoint. Uh, but he's got a lot of really great, you know, so maybe, maybe it's not relevant. Maybe it is depending on your investment portfolio, Kelly. Mm, my, my non-existent investment <laughs> portfolio. Yeah. Right. Uh, but it was pretty fascinating and it touches on uh, electric cars and autonomous vehicles as well. So I figured I'd sort of just loop back to that in case people were just dying for the information. I've I've been on pins and needles all week. I thought I could tell. I could just sort of tell. Yeah, the, the yawning gave it away, didn't it? <laughs> so, do you want to take a wild guess at what? Let me see if I, I want to make sure I have the numbers right. So, <laughs> you want to take a wild guess at global consumer spending? Global consumer spending, just like on everything. Yep, everything. Um. No, I don't want to take a wild guess because <laughs> it would it would be embarrassingly wrong. I'm sure. Yeah, honestly, I think I think this number is actually U.S. Okay. U.S. consumer spending is uh, over 10 trillion. I don't know if okay. it's U.S. or world. I know I know these number these other numbers are U.S. though, so it's a lot of money. Yeah, I, I would have been ridiculously low. Oh, there you go. So, yeah, it seems impossibly high, but it includes things like um, you know physical retail. Mm-hmm. Of course, uh, it also includes, well, and physical retail includes inside of it, uh, cars and parts for cars, like car repairs and all that. And that's in the U.S. That's a trillion dollars right okay. there. And Are they including houses? Including houses? Real estate? I would imagine. Okay. Uh, it didn't, wasn't excluded, so I would imagine that that is part of the pie. 
Okay. See, I, I wasn't I wasn't figuring in real estate in my initial stupidly low estimate, but yeah. it still would have been off. So does that? Yeah, is that considered consumer? I suppose it is. I, I mean, co- commercial real estate, maybe not, but maybe not. But I don't know. Yeah, but these numbers, these numbers, I, I'm not so sure if it's got. I'm not so sure what that includes. But when in the breakdown, it's very clear. So like uh, a trillion on cars and parts. So there's you know that's a significant market, mm-hmm. and. And another 450 billion, almost half a trillion, at gas stations, and the that amount of um, that subset of retail spending, gas stations, pe- money people spend at gas stations, mm-hmm. is about the same as all of e-commerce in the U.S. Because we were talking about last, really? yeah, which just surprised you. I, I would have guessed yeah. e-commerce was way bigger than gas stations. Yeah, I would have thought so too. Yeah, but apparently not, and. He was sort of back then he was making, you know, it, when we were talking about it last week, the point was related to how much money, how much growth there still is potentially online for, say, Google and Facebook or whatever. And the e-commerce spending seems like a lot if you zoom in, but compared to, you know, just car related stuff, it's less than half. Yeah, it's really not. That's interesting. Yeah. So there's still tons of upside that, yeah, tons of upside there. Um, yeah, it's only like 10% of us retail spending. Okay. So speaking of (laughs) the subtle segue, speaking of gas stations and cars and parts, it seems pretty likely that that whole industry, the whole car industry and the support services and the the supply chain and all of that, Mm -hmm. it seems like it's geared to flip over from internal combustion engine to electric And there are a bunch of reasons why, not the least of which is that big electric companies are installing charging ports everywhere and that, you know, big car manufacturers are, you know, switching over, saying that they're going to switch over to electric. But the... I mean, there's all kinds of reasons why electric makes more sense. Yeah, it seems mm -hmm. like it's heading that way. The big thing that signals it to me is that battery prices have dropped from like a thousand dollars per kilowatt hour to around 200. So they're almost, they've almost decreased by 10 times, yeah. you know, to a 10th of what they were. And it seems feasible that they would get there once, uh, some of the bigger car companies are operating at scale with electric vehicles, then it becomes, you know, even more of a commodity than it already is. And people will, it'll be like a low margin item that basically, basically everybody's going to have cheap batteries. Mm-hmm. So yeah, not, and there's going to be, there's going to be more demand for research and development of creating even cheaper batteries and better batteries. Right. So virtuous cycle, like we have with chips mm-hmm. in, uh, in, uh, the fast foods, no silicon no, chips. Doritos. <laughs> yeah. First you get the nachos, then you get the cool ranch and then, yeah. Yeah. Virtuous Dorito cycle. So, with the combination, those combination of factors, like big, big, what I would typically refer to as legacy companies, mm-hmm. making huge bets on electric, and the price of the batteries dropping precipitously, it seems like a foregone conclusion that it will happen. It's a question of when. So, and you know, I'm sure people will go out of business or make a fortune by betting wrong or betting right on the timing <laughs> of it. Right, and I suspect. I don't know. Do you feel like it's going to happen in line with the move toward autonomous vehicles? Do you think it's going to be ahead of it? I think it's going to beat it. 
I think it, yeah, I do. I think it almost is, I think it's almost a necessary precondition is to have Mm -hmm. more electric. Well, so without electric, uh, does it, I mean, I guess I always kind of conflate the two, like that you kind of have to have an electric car for it to be autonomous, but we just did a 2000 mile road trip with the sort of what I would consider pretty bare bones, uh, adaptive cruise control and lane keeping features of like, uh, I think it's a 2018 Subaru Outback. Yeah. And man, it, it's like when you drive that far, you, like I've used it and it's mm-hmm. cool. It's definitely not perfect. There's something like when the, when the, you go through a construction zone or something and, and you're purposely supposed to not follow the lines, it gets kind of wonked. Right. It's like, whoa, it's kinda, whoa, whoa. Yeah. yeah. Kira just learned to use these features last weekend. <laughs> mm. But it's, you know, everything from, from, you know, if you're sitting at a light and not paying attention and the person in front of you starts going or at a drive through mm-hmm. or something, it beeps at you. And if you're, if you're, um, you know, crossing over lanes over a certain speed, crossing over lane lines at a certain speed, it'll beep at you. And if you have this particular feature turned on, it'll nudge the steering wheel back into the lane, which is pretty surprising if you're not ready for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but once you get used to it on a, you know, like a four day road trip, you start to like, I found myself starting to drive differently. Like once you expect it, then you, I don't want to say rely on it, but you play with it. So uh, it's almost like it's, it's hard to create, to come up with an analogy, but with, with like a manual transmission, there were like tricks you would do with a manual transmission. Like you could go from first to third and skip over second. And, and, you know, depending on, the situation like or if you were um uh if you need you know if the car was a piece of junk like mine was <laughs> you could <laughs> you could sort of push start it and drop it into gear pop the clutch and boom or yeah. you could pop the clutch and do a brake stand and light up the tires there were all these things you could do with the rules that you got from a manual trans- transmission that you can't do with an automatic transmission because they just it's it just won't let you yeah, yeah the capabilities aren't there so this new this new sort of, uh, even these basic sort of autonomous features, I found myself, it's really hard just playing with is the only word I can, you know, it's just sort of like not relying on, but I don't know, just working into the routine in certain situations. Like instead of, you know, you're, you're probably a bad person to ask this, but <laughs> you have like, you have like almost muscle memory with your feet and the steering wheel and the, and the blinker and the, but I started to get muscle memory with my thumbs on the buttons that control this stuff. Oh, wow. Okay. And I was driving the car in a much more, uh, that's kind of what it was. That's kind of what it was. That's what it was. More playing it in an instrument sense. So I was get, it was more of a, uh, a more sophisticated instrument where I'm, there were like, there's like three or four additional buttons that, you know, you would normally associate with the cruise control, but I was like jockeying them. I was riding those buttons and driving with those instead of my feet at times, but I would switch. It depend. It depended on like how hectic the situation was. Yeah. Like it just gave you a different, another additional set of tools. Right. It was like going from clarinet to saxophone kind of, you know, it's okay. just a more sophisticated, well, actually, sorry. To that I can relate people. to. More going from a recorder to a clarinet to better. <laughs> yeah. More fair, I think. So I don't know. It's just sort of wild. And even in, in that, um, that ba- it's really basic. Like it, it messes up sometimes. It only works in certain situations. Uh, it's sure not driving for you. 
Right. It's just sort of speeding up and slowing down and nudging the wheel once in a while, which is still almost like miraculous, but, uh, it, it's good. Like, it's good. Like you're going to like people, everyone's going to like it. I don't, I don't see people like there is that first thing like, ah, I don't want the car driving for me. I don't trust computers. And there's probably going to be some of that, but when it's off or I'm in a, in uh, another car that doesn't have it, I'm like, ugh, really seriously, yeah. I got to like drive. I got to go back to the recorder. I like the clarinet better. <laughs> so anyway, it's, so for me, that, that whole tangent was about, it's not electric at all. It's total internal combustion engine car. So clearly it could be that they both, it could, they could be completely independent. The thing that I think ties them together is that the electric car can't exist without, without what we would consider like lots of software, not the kind of software car companies talk about car companies. Like, oh, we got millions of lines of code in this Ford Fiesta. And it's like, well, that's mm-hmm. firmware. That's not the kind of, that's not the layer of the stack that I personally think about when I'm thinking about software, like application right. programming. Right. That's, that's at the hardware level. Yeah. To me, that's like, I mean, that might as well be a, like a carburetor or a valve or something. It's yeah, like, I mean, par- pardon the pun. It's just a driver. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, you know, and it doesn't have what you would consider modern software features. Like not right. only can you not update the firmware in the ABS brakes remotely over the air, but you wouldn't be allowed to if you could. Like you have to be an authorized mm-hmm. vendor to touch that for the same reason that you need to be, you know, authorized to work on somebody's brake pads or whatever or change somebody's oil. Or I don't know if you need to be authorized, but, you know, it's... You a, certainly need to have a little bit of training at least. Yeah, yeah. And it's done like in person it's not mm-hmm. like something on a one-by-one one basis it's not something that you like update a fleet of cars like they did just do with the model three right it's, you don't, you don't the download an update yeah exactly a little notification on your dashboard and tap here to download it yeah your brakes work now <laughs> would you like your brakes <laughs> to work yes please remind so, me later <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah reboot the car tomorrow so, I mean, that it's a much more mobile, you know, modern mobile phone experience, mm-hmm. like having applications at that layer. Like if you look at the, if you look at the um, dashboard of a car now compared to a Model 3, I don't know if you've seen a Model 3, but it's, you know, and this is, this is an analogy I think I read on the Ben Evans site. And it's a great one, which is like the dashboard in a sort of, you know, like a Ford Focus, it looks like feature phone in 2006 (laughs) it's got all these weird shaped buttons all over the place it's got buttons on buttons Mm -hmm. there's you know there a lot of buttons are massively overloaded with functions so like one particular button does 17 different things depending on modifier keys or like you know what else is going on the time when you press it or how you press it or which direction you press it it's like super yeah yeah super complicated and uh and and 100 static so you got that. And then the Model 3 dashboard, I mean, if, if people have seen a, the Model S, the Model 3 takes it like beyond the beyond. It's like, it looks like a, it looks like you're sitting at a Starbucks counter with like an iPad in the middle of it. There's it's no... Just a big touch screen? No, well, there's like a, there's like maybe, I'm going to say it's like maybe 19, 20 inch touch screen, but it's in the center, like a center console area. And there's nothing in front of the steering wheel. There's nothing in front of the passenger side. So it looks like if you took the, if you took the iPad thing out of there, it would look like you were sitting at a, yeah, like at a bar. 
<laughs> it's just this big wooden counter. <laughs> it's the craziest <laughs> thing ever. It looks like a phone. It, when you see one, you're like, this reminds me of consumer electronics. This looks like, uh, it looks like a phone. Uh, and then they sort of plunk this really large touchscreen. It's not really large compared to a normal dashboard, but it's really large compared to... It's it's like iPad Pro-sized, I would guess. Okay. And yeah. it's off-center. You're going to have to pause and edit out my ridiculously loud typing because I've got to see this now. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> that is not as ridiculously loud as usual. I know. My, my new keyboard with the heavier... It's, it has heavier switches, but they're not as loud. Huh. But I love it though. I love the way it feels. Oh wow! It looks like the car's not done. Yeah, it's just like empty. Like you forgot some stuff. Yeah, it doesn't even have like. You're right. It does. It looks like you're sitting. Yeah, at a bar. It's like there's there's no gauges or anything. Yeah, it's wild. It's so it's refreshing. Like just, like just this big computer monitor stuck in the middle. And yeah. That's that. Yeah. There's no and, like and shifter. There's nothing. Yeah, and you're right. That's probably like a good at least 17 inch. Yeah, it looks pretty big. Wide screen. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I've seen a couple of them. They've started to pop up around where I live. And uh, they I, I got to say, they look a lot better in person than they do on the websites. They look a little sort of, they look a little, I don't know. Anyway, I think they look better in person. But um, the point being, like, once you get uh, that level of software happening, where it's it's not this firmware it's not drivers at the device level it's like the car is like a piece of consumer electronics Mm -hmm. that can be you know crawling with sensors cameras some of them tesla doesn't have it but some of them have lidar so you get in this like 360 degree spherical like radar all around you like depth perception all that so it's capturing all this data fleet-wide so theoretically, you could imagine that 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 could also happen with internal combustion engine cars, but those companies aren't ready. They're not like they they can't just do that. Like they're not going to buy buy hire a bunch of developers and like suddenly have the capability to like add all these sensors to their cars, or they or they're certainly not going to retrofit them. They're not, it's going to require so much fundamental change that it doesn't really, I don't think it really makes sense to try and retrofit these features onto an internal combustion engine because the, the whole electrical system of the car is going to need to be different. Right. You know, so, it's like so many changes. Well, yeah. Might as well do them both at once, kind of. So I think, I think what'll happen. You, yeah, go ahead. I would say like you could do electric without the autonomous and you could possibly do the autonomous without the electric. It just doesn't make sense to. Yeah. And like I, it might make sense to do just electric, but it doesn't make sense to do autonomous without electric. Right. And, and the, that's how I see it also. And the, the, the big deal is, and like the, we'll link to all this stuff in the show notes. There's one particular article on Tesla disruption. And there's a big question of like, well, who are they disrupting? Are they, you know, in what, what can't be copied and what can be copied fast enough for the for Ford, let's say, or GM to not become irrelevant? Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, and it's an open question. But one of the things that looks like an obvious candidate for the thing that can't be copied is the training data to make autonomous work. And it seems a little bit hard to imagine somebody like GM, let's say, rolling out 
anything comparable to what Tesla or Waymo have done anytime soon. So like yeah. they're just not going to have the data. So then it becomes like, all right, it, and they don't have the skills, the software skills. So they've got like a double whammy problem. So then it's like, well, okay, but is that, does that become the competitive advantage? And that, um, Tesla's, you know, basically keeps all that data. They don't share it with anybody and they make their, their autonomous system work or, and, and presumably that's what they'll do. It's, it's, it's that kind of company. It's that kind of business model, like kind of like Apple's business model mm-hmm. where they sell devices uh, that are basically really just a vehicle for software, but still they, they make the money on the device, the hardware Wh- where you get somebody like Waymo and they're not, it's not that sort of luxury. It's not a luxury play. It's more like, you know, it's a goofier type of thing. It's like, <laughs> yeah, right. Like this would be like, um, it, it always reminds me of something that you would see on like a college campus or some kind of corporate transport or at hotels or parks or airports, that sort of thing where you've got this kind of mini, mini bus with no driver. It does this commute back and forth between the airport and the hotel. Yeah. Day in, day out. Right. Like not the kind of car you would buy for yourself, but a thing that replaces cars that were used in that situation or other kinds of Mm -hmm. similar transport in that situation. Yeah. The, the the school bus of the future. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Right. And that's a great, actually, that's a great segue because the concept of the sort of software eating the world concept uh, is, has an unbundling effect. So if you imagine that the car itself is a bundle of features that are, that have a sort of sweet spot and they're good for certain things. And you take the whole thing, you know, gas stations are this far apart and you get this much mileage and there it's, you know, there's a certain reliability that a gas station will be within 50 miles. And, you know, you drive this particular way. It, once you have that sort of ecosystem set up, then it, it has a tent, you know, it, it's going to drive behavior. <laughs> no pun intended. Right. So like you're going to behave in a way that you're, you're not going to behave in a way that you're less likely to behave in a way that's outside of that system. So when you change that entire system, it it's like, okay, well let's, let's not, we're not just rethinking the car. Like a car is not, not just going to be like a current car with the spine ripped out and no steering wheel. It's, it could be anything. It could be, you know, it might have no windows it might just be this sort of, um, you know, since you don't need to see outside, then why even bother with the windows? We could have screens or, you know, it'd be much safer. Like even going if going down the road in a Campbell's soup can. Yeah. Right. Or like an elevator, you know, like the Willy Wonka elevator just goes in every direction. And, you know, why would all the seats face front? They could, you could set it up more like a living room. And, you know, we've talked about this stuff before. It's, it's safer if they don't face the front. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Set it up like a train car. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the reason you have kids rear facing in their car seats for the first few years is because it's safer if there's an impact. Mm, fair enough. So, so the, but it goes beyond that. And we've started seeing these crop up in our, our area too, where it's like, it can change the whole way that you think about getting from point A to point B. Mm-hmm. And the, the, and this is more of an electric thing than it is. It's more of an electric and a cloud thing than it is a autonomous thing. But when batteries are cheap and cloud is cheap and connectivity and radios are cheap, you know, we've got these like bird scooters all over the city where 
it was like overnight they just appeared and people use them to commute. Yeah. So like a like a, I don't want to say ride sharing, but like just you go and rent one. Is it is it that sort of thing? Kind of like a bike share, but with scooters. Uh, I don't know exactly. It, I don't know what a bike share is exactly for sure, but it's like, it's kind of like, is that like one of those things where, you know, like in, in, uh, like South station and the train station in Boston, there's like a rack of bikes outside that you can on, you know, you can like, you know, basically put in a quarter and get the, it's, you're not a quarter. You unlock it with your phone. I suppose I've never used one. Get the bike and ride it to where you want to go and drop it off at the next station like that and and pay your money that you owed for the ride Mm. or the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's kind of like, yeah, it's like that, but it can go places where a car can't go. So like a scooter, you know, we live in a college town, you live in a college town. You can imagine people zipping all over campus on bird scooters because they're electric. Mm -hmm. They're like, you know, you're not pushing them like a scooter, scooter, like a razor scooter, but you know, just sort of zooming around in this scooter and you get there and you just get off it and leave. And you just, it's like, like a, it reminds me mostly of Zipcar. It's less like Enterprise. It's more like Zipcar, but yeah. the, the convenience, the convenience is even greater than Zipcar, because it's just a little scooter that you just hop on and go. Yep, there's just that much less friction. The rental, air quotes, it's like not even a rental process, like mm-hmm. an unlocking process, and right. you well, just I'd, hop on the thing. I mean, talking about college campuses, our our university, um, they have a large parking lot that's just logistically it's not very close to campus um and and yet they have a lot of students that park there it's like something like 300 300 parking spaces for additional student parking yeah like satellite parking yeah yeah and then they just they have a bus that just runs between that parking lot and the main campus Mm. back and forth back and forth all day long sure yeah i mean think about any hotel near an airport mm -hmm. it's just all day long some dude is is doing that circuit endlessly that's a great job for a robot the safari tour guide <laughs> <laughs> yeah the the duck boats in boston yeah i'm thinking i'm thinking that weird owl song about the jungle cruise ride oh i don't know that one yeah but do the, you want to yeah, s- hum a few no, bars it's, it's, <laughs> no, no i don't i don't remember it well enough but it's about this guy he's like he had all these dreams of being an actor and now his job is to like drive this tour bus and Ouch. do these cor- do these corny jokes over and over and over day in day out for the last 17 years and it's like <laughs> Yeah, that's see, that's a that's the upside of ex machina. Like mm-hmm. humans don't have to tell corny jokes endlessly for seventeen years. So, uh, so the electric thing, it's it does seem like that is going to happen first. So, uh, and it, I feel like it'll make autonomy easier because the, I mean, who knows what? So we've talked before about how, you know, Tesla's got something like two hundred thousand vehicles on the road mm-hmm. so that's a that's a good size chunk of data coming back it's got to be it is it is but, but they're only driving on roads presumably <laughs> hopefully where like bird scooters are going all over the place like what if it in of course being a silicon valley startup of course they're tracking that data mm-hmm. so i mean they have to know where the scooters are because then they at night they drive around and pick them up and move them to charging stations and stuff so like imagine like I'm just sort of picturing like one of those, I don't know. I can picture this in my mind, but I don't know what it is. I think it's like ice crystals forming where like there's this, or like a leaf growing almost in rapid motion where these sort of, 
you know, almost like axions are growing out of the end. Like we're getting new leaf nodes at the end of this network. So if like you picture the map of streets in the United States and just imagine all of the footpaths growing off of it. Oh yeah. It's like zooming in on blood vessels in the body. Yes, 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 exactly. Exactly. And I think that's like, I don't know, like, I don't, maybe that probably doesn't matter. Like who cares where the sidewalks are, but I don't know, maybe, maybe the cars are going to want to know where the sidewalks are so they can avoid them. You don't like my driving, get off the sidewalk. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. Just like super fascinated by that. Just the whole concept of like all the stuff that you use cars for because it's just convenient enough. But then when the underlying context changes, there's something that's little bit more convenient mm-hmm. in what you know in, across a wide range of, of factors like cost risk speed convenience all of these things you factor into like decisions all day long you're making decisions based on all these factors just like gut instinct like oh, am i gonna take the car am i gonna walk or am i gonna take my bike I'm like oh the tires are deflated on the bike or it's cold or like oh it looks like it might rain might so I'm rain gonna do yeah all these factors and it just seems like there's going to be a, you know, explosion of new options. And it's really, I really think the, the fundamental building blocks of it are cheap connectivity and battery. Because yeah. if you had scooters, you could have done a scooter share at any time. At any time, yeah. But it would have been a pain. Like it would have just been super inconvenient. It would have been like when you go to Aldi. Do you ever go to Aldi? It's a supermarket chain. No, we don't have one here. Uh, it's like an off-brand Trader Joe's. I think it's owned mm-hmm. by the same company. But you go there and it's like hyper um, uh, affordable. And one of the things that you, they do, and it's almost like a gimmick, I think. But you just go and you have to put a quarter in the shopping cart to unlock it. Oh, Yeah. And, and then you, when you come back out, you get your quarterback. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. The, the Safeways up in Calgary did that. So. Okay. Yeah. So it's like, it's like, do you remember? I, I don't know if you're, if this was just a regional thing or if you're even old enough, but there used to be pay toilets in like uh, department stores. You had to put a, there'd be this big kerchunk. Like, you know, when you, you know, when you pay like mm-hmm. 10 cents to get like a gumball or something. Yeah. And you yeah, twist I don't the think handle. I've ever, I don't think I've ever seen any in person, but I'm aware that they were a thing. Yeah. I remember there was, they were going out of fashion already when I was little and, but I do remember an Ann and Hope on airport road there. It was a <laughs> dime to, you know, go to the litter box. Yeah. I always assumed that was just to kind of incentivize or to cover the cost of cleaning the thing. Yeah. But what it did was it just had people like crawling under, like it was a joke. Right. You just crawled right. under, <laughs> which is disgusting. It is disgusting. Ugh. But I guess it did get the floors clean. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> and that was back when a dime was like, I was like, I'm not spending a dime on this. Let's crawl right. under. A dime, was like, a dime was like, was like a quarter or more. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot. That was like, that was like a lot of candy. Mm-hmm. So anyway, uh, so you, you could have done that with this. I mean, theoretically you could have had like a, you know, like a locker or some locking mechanism where you put in some money and, you know, drive back out at the other end or yeah yeah something or you don't or who i don't know it's just like somehow the this sort of i guess mobile is well that's the cheap connectivity but your your mobile Mm -hmm. phone's involved there too like this wouldn't work without smartphones so it's just super super interesting 
And yeah, as the and battery I, prices drop, it's there's just going to be tons, tons more of them probably. Yeah, there is. And I think, I think once things start switching to electric, I think, I think the public will be a lot more inclined to like accept and adapt and jump on the autonomous bandwagon. I, I, think I don't, so. I don't know why it's just, you're, it's, it's not, you're asking them to take two smaller leaps instead of one really big one. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The, well, the whole nature of the driving experience, if, mm-hmm. you know, if Tesla's any example, the nature of the driving experience is going to change. Like one of the big things when, when smartphones first came, like real smartphones first came out, touchscreen, like the first iPhone, the thing that everybody noticed right away, at least in the press was that once the app store opened, you had a new phone every day. You're like, Ooh, what's going to be on my phone today. Mm-hmm. And before that, people there are probably people listening who don't even remember before that but before that you bought your phone and that was your phone and it had snake and that was it yeah you know it had snake and you were happy <laughs> it's like that was it yeah it's like kira was kira was reminiscing last night about the days when she had a flip phone because <laughs> uh. she saw someone with a flip phone she's like wow i haven't seen one of those in forever mm. Remember, I had one of those, and and you would text me, and it would take me an hour to respond. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was brutal. Yeah. I mean, to do stuff like that, it was brutal. So you would just you just wouldn't like texting. It did catch on, of course, with kids in in some places because you could be riding in the backseat of your parents' car and having like a conversation with your friends that you didn't want them to overhear. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there was a segment of the population that that was like, oh, this is the best thing ever. And it caught on and became huge. But like comparing that, you know, the num- number pad texting with, you know, three letters per button is just like, yeah. oh, man. Three letters and a bunch of symbols. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was like trying to like crack a safe to send yeah. it. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it, it's just, I don't know. There's no, there's no real takeaway here. I just think that, that it's it's just going to be so i think it's pretty cool actually you know like having these um, mm-hmm. having i mean it seems like it'll be good for the i mean i don't know what all is going to happen with all these batteries everywhere like that doesn't seem great yeah, environmentally and, and how is this and i guess how the electricity is being generated plays into it too mm-hmm. the in, environmental footprint but it still seems like it's probably better than drilling for oil probably I think which we were is, in the which end, is in limited supply to begin with. True, the Endesa article. I, I'm almost positive it said that the charging stations were going to be uh, based on renewable energy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you know, and I remember my, you know, late great uncle John, who was a, a mechanical engineer for his entire adult life, and like the handiest guy ever invented. He told me years and years ago. He, I mean, I'm talking like, I was probably 20. So we're, t- we're going on like 25, 30 years ago. You know, he, and he was like high up at Ford in engineering mm-hmm. and was like, electric's gonna, it's totally gonna. He was, he was at, back in then, back then he was like, he's like, electric is far superior. There's just no comparison. It's like, but the problem is we don't have the infrastructure to charge the cars and the gas stations or the infrastructure. So that everybody, everybody who's got a vested interest in that is going to fight it. But like, here's a guy like 25, 30 years ago is like, oh, electric's far superior. It's like way better in every mm-hmm. way. You know, it's cleaner. It's more reliable. It's predictable. It's got fewer moving parts. It doesn't need, you know, you're not going to replace a fan belt on a Tesla. It doesn't right. exist. That whole part's gone. 
yeah, there's a there's a lot of. I mean, you take a lot of the parts of a internal combustion engine, and a lot of those go away, and you end up with just like this very smooth operating brushless motor, mm-hmm. electric motor. Mm-hmm. Well, four actually, <laughs> one on each wheel. Well, so, yeah, it, yeah. Well, who know, or who knows? You might only have one wheel. It'd be like a unicar. <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> because like Segway finally come finally breaks through. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it, you know, come to think of it, we do have a a bike version uh, around here that's just like the bird scooters, and all. That's uh, pretty funny that I can't remember the name. Bad brand move, but uh, they're electric. They're like they're like mm. uh, you can paddle them, but they're they're like. I think they're called assisted like power assisted. Yeah, but it's it's not like you can pedal it or engage the motor. It's like you pedal it and something multiplies your effort by like oh, five. Okay, okay. So it's not it's not like a moped. It's actually a, a motorized bicycle. Yeah, it's like power assisted somehow. I, I mm-hmm. have no idea, but you can see people. You can see like people are pedaling them like bikes, but they're going up these insanely steep hills without breaking a sweat. They're like right. not even standing up. Just like do 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 do, like you have to power it enough. I don't know. It's weird. Actually, it'd be interesting to find out how that works. But uh, yeah, so it's just wild to like, see, like, oh well, what's the weather today? Maybe I'll take a, one of those bikes. Where's the closest one? Look at my phone. Oh, right around the corner, someone dropped one off. Yeah, they're all over the place. Yeah, it's cool. All you gotta do is remember what they are. <laughs> yeah, just remember the name. Man, that's bad. They're they're bright, bright red and. Uh, I cannot think of the name of them. Oh, well. Oh, well, bike brand. Mm. Name, nameless bike company. Mm. Yeah. There were so many of them around when they first came out that I was like, they're paying these people to ride these things around, so we see them. <laughs> there were so many, because it was nice out. It was the fall, you know, early fall in mm-hmm. New England, end of summer. And all these kids were coming back to school, and they were just, they're, everybody was riding them around. Yeah. And I still can't remember the name. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> Huh. So, I, I mean, I guess in our future we'll have autonomous bird scooters or autonomous segways or like, you know, those little like wheelie things that for some reason are called hoverboards, but absolutely are not hoverboards in any because way. They do not, because they do not in any way, shape, form or fashion hover. Yeah. And they don't even, I wouldn't even use the word board. I wouldn't either. But those are, you know. Oddly popular when they're not catching on fire. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. So... I I don't know. I'm looking forward to it, but I'm not really a car guy. So, I mean, obviously, I think the most perfect vehicle ever invented was a Subaru Outback. So, obviously, yeah. <laughs> obviously, not a car guy. You 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 love it so much. You bought two. Yeah, both red. Mm-hmm. We got the twinsies. Yeah, red is the best color for a vehicle. Clearly, best color for the best vehicle. We we're winning at life. <laughs> <laughs> matching Outbacks. <sighs> I feel bad with my sitting here with my my black Chrysler van. Was mm. Richard put a nice dent in the bumper of the other night? Mm. Scratching the bumper. Would it, like a parking snafu or a? Yeah, there was a there was a trailer. Uh, there was a truck parked behind him that had a really long, low to the ground trailer attached to it, and he was backing up and didn't see the low trailer. <sighs> yeah, like it was it was extended well. The trailer extended well beyond the guy's parking space. So that stinks. Yeah. Oh, well. Eh, it's a plastic bumper. At least it's not going to rust. We'll get it fixed at some point. Mm. Yeah, see, if you had LiDAR, would have been mm-hmm. like, uh, Richard. We have a backup camera, but I don't know if it was, like, maybe it just hadn't engaged yet. Or mm. he was, I don't know, because 
because I was looking at the dash while he was backing up and I don't remember seeing the backup camera come on. Hmm. Yeah, that's another that's another thing that's new because we just sold a 10 year old car and got a brand new one. And mm-hmm. the 10 the year old car didn't have like anything. Yeah. And I mean, it had like heated seats. <laughs> OK, wow. <laughs> wow. But that backup camera, I'm not like it's pretty quick. I, you can't live without it. Mm-hmm. Cause you can see, cause it's, see, here's the thing. It's actually better than looking because it's a little fish eyed and you can see like, it's almost like 270 degrees. It's like more than 180. You can, you can. And it projects these little lines that show exactly where in that picture your vehicle is going to go. Right. But if he turned around and looked, he wouldn't have seen the trailer either. No, that's what he did. He did turn around and look and he didn't see the trailer. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that, that's how it happened. And I don't remember seeing the backup camera come on. It, I don't know. Like, like maybe it hadn't engaged yet. Maybe we just, maybe I just missed it. I don't know. Hmm. Oh, well. Oh, well. <laughs> Too bad you own it. Too bad it wasn't just <laughs> sent to you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because that, that's the other thing that always up. comes up is like, mm-hmm. you know, let's just hail a Uber, self-driving Uber and not even have. Just have I mean, to pull up. Yeah. yeah, right. Like if that becomes, I mean, if you, I mean, imagine, well, I was kidding about the self-driving bird scooter, but. Like, what if you just like, oh, you know, it's got the Segway technology. And in fact, it does have Segway. There's like a logo on it that says like, um, you know, powered by Segway. Mm-hmm. And for all I know, you could some hail of scooter come, you know, oh, it's like, I don't want to walk five blocks to go get it. So, you know, be just here in five minutes and it. meet me out front. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is a scooter going down the road by itself. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny, but it's hilarious. I can just imagine, like, there's one that's just, like, zipping by and somebody running after it to catch a free ride. <laughs> yeah, right, right, Take right. me with you. <laughs> or, like, a kid, like, oh, they're too smart for that because it would feel the weight. So, like, kids on skateboards holding onto the back of it. Like. Yeah, I just started to say, like, the New York, like, the see the bike messengers in New York grabbing the back, you know, yeah. back bumpers of vehicles and that kind of thing. Exactly. Oh, man. That's awesome. Well, I think it's cool. And then on the flip side of it is like Maggie, who's five years old, is absolutely mm-hmm. dying to drive a car. She cannot wait to drive a car. <laughs> she every time she gets out of the car, she's like, Can I can I come out your door? And she climbs from the back seat through the center mm-hmm. console and sits in the front and and pretends to drive. Yeah, until I make her get out of the car. She's like get her a power get her a power wheels for Christmas or something. She wants it so bad. Like I'm like, we're not buying a fa- is that like a fake yeah. car, like a little fake it's car. Not that like drives? the little the little kid cars, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, there we have no place for that. Yeah. Maybe maybe grandma's house they can have one. They've got room. <laughs> but uh yeah, she's just dying to drive. I'm like, oh wow. You know, maybe they're she probably she maybe never will. <laughs> yeah. It might not even be legal. It, yeah. It's the, she'll be, she'll have her license in about 10 years or 11 years. So I was starting to think like. That would be right around, probably be, I don't know. That, that's kind of walking the line, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Kira, Kira, to her credit, has done very good about getting over her anxiety around driving and is, is doing that a lot more now and doing quite well. Cool. Um, she hasn't scratched up the back bumper of the van yet. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, she would be perfectly happy to not have to. Yeah, ditto, <laughs> ditto. And of course, I would love to be able to go to the grocery store by myself like a normal functioning adult human being. Yeah, yep. Oh, you guys still don't have Uber even? Nope. Jeez, that's rough. 
Well, do you have an Instacart? Probably not if you don't have Uber. <coughs> nope. Drag. Market opportunity. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, it's a college town. You'd think Uber could work here. Yeah, seriously. And it wouldn't, I mean, it wouldn't be a huge business. It's, it's a relatively smallish college, but it's, it's a college town, and we do have a fairly high number of students that live off campus. So. Yeah, or even li- like Lyft seems pretty mm-hmm. low barrier to entry, and it seems to attract lots of college kids where Uber around here attracts, to me, it looks like it attracts more like a, people with kids, like adult type people. Yeah. Uh, but Lyft always seems to be like some college kid with their, their like junky Camry, <laughs> you know, and you have to sit in the front because the back is full of like <laughs> laundry baskets and stuff. Right. Just picking you up on their way home to mom's for the weekend to do their laundry. Right. Make a few bucks on the way. Yeah. Uh, cool. All right. We should probably, I think we've probably covered everything that people can stand. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, cool. I don't know. I've just I've just been sitting here looking at this photo of the Tesla dashboard for the last twenty minutes or so. Right, it's pretty sweet. Yeah. There, I'm. I did not really like when the Model Three was announced. I was like, eh, it looks a little frumpy. But in person, it looks a lot cooler. Not that I'm cool yeah. at all, but like, <laughs> it was. It wasn't. I was like, eh, if you're look, if you're used to looking at the Model S and then you look at the Model Three, you're like, eh, I don't think so. Yeah, but they are pretty cool. I gotta say. Yeah, this this one I'm looking at has a black and white interior, and it's just just like super nice lighting in the photo. It's probably a 3D render. It's so perfect. Hmm. I don't. I, it it looks we- like when when I there's one in my parking lot at the building, the my office building, and when you like go right up to it, it looks weird. It looks fake. Mm-hmm. Like it hasn't got enough stuff inside. You know, it's like uh, I don't know. They're cool. Yeah, I see. You just shared that picture, and, yeah. and I, that's the same one I was looking at. It doesn't look real. <laughs> no, it doesn't. But I think, I mean, that's what they look like. I mean, it's crazy. So imagine, you know, you take the steering wheel out, flip the seats around. <laughs> now you're just chilling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> put a little, put a little mini fridge in there. Right. Now we're talking. So cool. All right. Well, let's uh, let's wrap up for the dear listener and let them go home for the weekend. Yes, and next week we will do our 2018 holiday gift guide. Woohoo! Very last minute, but hey, hey yeah, there'll be time to get everything with Prime shipping. Yes, <laughs> I'm sure. Well, yeah, because because what doesn't Amazon sell? Yeah. All right. Well, that's it for this week. I'm Jonathan Stark. And I'm Kelly Shaver, and we hope you join us again next time for terrifying robot dog. Bye. Bye. <laughs>